Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Warning. This program may contain material of an explicit or graphic nature. Viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> Do you love Satan? Ah! Yeah. Yeah. Harry Palm. Ghost <laughs> Boner. Just two boys and a dog and a dream. Red Rocket, Red Rocket. Shimona. Doug Jones. Fifth. Doug Jones. Fifth. As H.P. Lovecraft once said, if it smells like fish, throw the fucker back. Broadcasting Undead from the B-Ward, this is the Postmortem Show. I'm Dom. And I'm JD. And today we're going to bring you our top five Halloween party goers. It's a dead man's party. Who could ask for more? And- this is- these are the characters that you want to invite to your own Halloween party from different horror movies. It's not necessarily these are all characters from a horror movie who went to a Halloween party, right. but these are people you're going to throw your Halloween party. What is the cast of characters that you want to invite? Yeah. Who are the first people on the guest list? Yes. That aren't Biff. <laughs> yeah, Biff will be there. He's dressed <laughs> up in his rock lobster costume. <laughs> With a party hat and a yeah. fucking burr, burr blower thing. He's, he was running through the haunted house all scared. <laughs> Stuck in the maze. Like, there's nothing scary in there yet. Right. It's just the framework of the maze and putting the plastic up and stuff. But just because he couldn't find his way out. Yeah. He was dressed like a lobster the whole time. <laughs> it was hilarious. Rock lobster. <laughs> yeah. Halloween party goers, Dom. This is a fun, creative list and a good suggestion by you. And we also got a little bit of Halloween retrospective part two, Dom. We're going to do 2018's Halloween and Halloween kills. It's partially retrospective and then partially current review, but I think it was important that we got Halloween original Halloween one and two to compare these two to, because there's a lot of crossover. Yeah. And Halloween kills is very topical right now. Everyone's seen it by this point and doing good numbers on the Peacock network, which I didn't realize I have, but if you have compass, you get it for free. Oh, cool. So there's a lot of horror movies on there too. Nice. They got some good stuff on there. It's so. weird that they have it's mainstream shit, a, a crazy, like hyper violent movie, like Halloween kills, but they'll edit all of the fucking attitude era WWE shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, Vince McMahon walking up to John Cena <laughs> saying inappropriate terms. Yeah. Booker T saying, tell me he didn't just say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess that's a little post attitude. Era. I guess so. Yeah. But yeah, Halloween party goers. But before we get to that, we got a little bit of horror news for you. Horror 
my my first bit of horror news, JD, is about your people. Oh yeah, this guy's your <laughs> people. Yeah, straight <laughs> hey, up. Hey, wait, before you get into that, you know, last last week's episode, the the grand finale of that episode <laughs> with ten full minutes of <laughs> play you know for your kids. It got a lot of feedback and responses from people. <laughs> Multiple people reached out. Some of them were like. Uh, what the fuck? It's, <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> Others, I think uh, Clint Cole said it, that was a brutal 10 minutes of, <laughs> and then I had multiple people. The most response that I got from, from more people was just I, different people write it different ways, but it was just <laughs> <laughs> and just a text message that said that and nothing else. Nice. I think Josh commented on the Patreon yeah, and that's, uh, people messaged me on Facebook. Like, <laughs> That's my audio masterpiece. Yes, I, I think that it worked out just wonderfully. And I uh, you know, tortured I, I, my family at the dinner table with it tonight. I've got my my machine plus thing that I've been learning to, you know, make beats on. Maybe I should do a dance mix of Ehu. <laughs> I love that. Redneck. Put some banjo in there. <laughs> do it to deliverance, but with like <laughs> EDM deliverance. <laughs> I'll see it. what I can make happen. I'm sure it's possible. I would love that. All right, Dom, horror news. Go ahead yeah. and fire that off. Your people. A Texas man named Stephen Novak was at the center of Halloween controversy last year when neighbors repeatedly complained to police over the gory Halloween display in his front yard. The display featured numerous dead bodies, tons of blood and guts, and barrels full of bloody dismembered body parts. According to the Dallas Observer, the police were called to his house a number of times, but the cops just ended up taking selfies in front of his decor and leaving him alone. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. That is pretty cool, cops. This year, Novak is doubling down on his display, including wheelbarrows full of corpse parts, dead people on the roof, a chainsaw-wielding maniac, a man with his head impaled through a tiki torch, a dead body with its head crushed by a safe, and a wood chipper full of body parts that shoots fake blood out of the chipper chute onto a pile of guts and limbs and then recycles the blood into the machine. The chipper uses 3,000 gallons of recycled fake blood per hour. That's Happy awesome. fucking Halloween, Dallas. You know what? What was that guy's name again? Steven Novak. Steven Novak? This one's for you, buddy. <laughs> and you know what I'm doing this year? This is my my great idea that I have, and you're going to think it's stupid, or you might think it's awesome. A lot of people won't understand. Aubrey thinks I'm an idiot, but you know the Cannibal Holocaust impaled body with it coming out of the head? Yeah. I'm doing that with a skeleton. I can't really do a naked woman. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And, Maybe the cops would get called and stuff, yeah. but I'm doing a skeleton cannibal Holocaust tribute. Nice. That's cool. You're yeah. going to put some red on the skeleton to make the bones look bloody or something. It's, I don't know what, what I'll do. I, I can corpse stuff now. We got the heat gun. Yeah. So we corpse like our skeletons and stuff and they look fucking disgusting. Yeah. Really easy to do. Yeah. That's awesome. You yeah. know, we, we got a heat gun uh, for the ballroom because um, we had to get it. The, the castle facade that's on the stage, you, you use a heat gun to like soften it up so you can bend it around edges and stuff. And now that we've got it, I don't know how I ever lived without a heat gun. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We huh? use that shit for everything. And in addition to the corpse thing, you know what? My daughter, Addison, is an excellent special effects artist. She, yeah, she she's made getting these good. babies with like severed arms and like their mouth stapled shut and yeah. missing eyeballs and shit and like just gory like babies. And we have, we put them in a cage. Yeah. That's what you got to do with your babies or they oh, escape. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Especially when they're zombies. One's just dead on the floor of the cage and the other's hanging from its foot. <laughs> and it's really gory. It's going to go in our witch's room at the end. And, and she uh, used um, two laundry baskets to make the cage, right? Yeah, two, two uh, hampers that she sprayed with like a black metallic paint. And uh -huh. then they like zip tied together to make 
like a little baby cage that's going to be suspended by rope. It's really creative. Yeah, she's a. Uh, She's wife, taking after her mom, but also you. Wife's definitely into it. Uh, yeah, her her mom putting babies in cages and me with the Halloween. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, her mom's actually going to be a witch in the haunted house too. Nice. Uh, it's all very convincing. <laughs> 2016's retro slasher, The Barn, is getting a sequel. Nice. The original saw the birth of three new iconic characters in The Boogeyman, Hallowed Jack, and The Candy Corn Scarecrow. And we're headed back to 1989 for a new installment in the budding franchise. Awesome. The synopsis. The Barn 2 takes place three years after the events of the first film and follows our final girl, Michelle, who's now in college. However, she's still plagued with the questions of what truly happened after what she believes is only a ritualistic attack that killed all her friends. With the ban on Halloween lifted in her hometown, the sorority girls of Gamma Tau Psi place Michelle and her best friend Heather in charge of the annual haunted house. Unfortunately for Michelle, some uninvited trick-or-treaters from her past come a-knocking. Cool. Sorority House Massacre. Nice. Sorority House Halloween Massacre. Of course, the box art is badass for this, and in addition to the familiar trio, it seems like we're going to get two more new villains. Oh, you have to. You have to up the ante. One of them, I don't know if this is true because it's just like a comic drawing of it, but one of them looks like a vampire warthog. Nice. And the other looks like a skeletal Native American bird. Okay. So like both a Thunderbird. Those, yeah, the, both of those look really fucking cool. Nice. I'm looking forward to the barn too. Yeah, I really like the barn. It was not perfect, but it was goddamn good. Yeah. And uh, the game's cool too, the little eight big game. Yeah, I gotta <laughs> check that out. You know, and if, if they have a little bit more of a budget this time and a little bit more backing, they could do something really cool with it. Well, they waited a few years to make it too, so it seems like the the time is right in yeah. COVID and all that stuff, probably right. too. But maybe they got another Kickstarter. I know the barn had a very successful Kickstarter or Indiegogo, one of them, something like that. Yeah, um, it had a very successful one. So nice. Crake and Rum, which is one of my favorites. Is Ooh. Ugh. You don't like crack and rum? Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I I drank some of that once. I'm not a I'm not an alcohol drinker. No. I don't drink hard alcohol at all. I'll have some beers, you know, when we record the show, yeah. or band practice, um, Sunday morning, yeah, uh, Wednesday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> I think we had this discussion last episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of crack and rum. That's where my giant tentacle that I have came from. It was from a crack and rum display. Oh, really? That thing's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um. They're producing an all-night interactive haunt called Dread and Breakfast, which is tagged as the first hotel to guarantee a sleepless night. From the official synopsis, the D&B is located in an old, abandoned, and exceptionally creepy building in London. The story goes that it is infested with the restless and malevolent souls of mariners that survived an ocean encounter with the Kraken itself. Living through a meeting with the elusive beast and staring into its darkest of souls was a curse for these sailors each of them becoming evil incarnate once they reached dry land. One by one, they were carefully captured and sent to the building to be locked up forever. Today, many years later, the fearless Kraken hunter, whose sole mission is to track down the beast, has heard the tale of this location and its damned residents. They believe communion with these specters will help them track down the beast on the high seas, but that in and of itself may be a horror unlike any other. From 28th until 30th of October, guests will be deliberately kept awake through a host of horror tactics, such as crank phone calls, banging on the walls, blood-curdling screams, and even uninvited visitors entering their room in the early hours. So don't jerk off. Two days you have yeah. to be awake? Yeah. I can't do that. Visitors will I'm take, a sleeper. Visitors will take on the role of the Kraken Hunter's assistants who have to spend the night in the hotel and unlock its secrets. So it's like interactive haunt 
endurance test and escape room, like all lumped into one, which sounds fucking rad. Rum and a shitty Seattle hockey team. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) there's a uh, there's actually going to be a bar on site that even people who aren't doing the haunt can come and hang out at the bar and 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 drink different monster themed cocktails. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so that sounds like a lot of fucking fun. I would do it. I mean, I just don't know if I can stay up for two days. I'm old, Dom. Yeah, it would be. or if you're a sound sleeper too, it'd be funny because like the actors would be coming into your room and fucking with you and you'd just be like, Hey, hey Dom, what time do you wake up today? What time did I wake up today? Like 10 o'clock. Oh, I woke up at 4 a.m. That sucks. <laughs> I told you I'm old. Yeah. You get my discount breakfast at 4.30 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> or discount dinner, I mean. The new French film, Anonymous Animals, will hit select theaters in VOD November 5th. And I'm extremely excited about this one. From director Baptiste Renouveur. I, I don't know the French name. Easy to say. R-O-U-V-E-U-R-E. How would you pronounce that? <laughs> there you go. Baguette. <laughs> Anonymous, that's, that's completely inappropriate. Tom. <laughs> Anonymous animals flips a relationship between humans and animals on its head. Animals are in control and humans are hunted or kept as pets. I think I've heard something about this like a little, like a, a while ago. I had it on news way before, but the trailer's released now. Okay. The balance of power between man and animal has changed. In a remote countryside, any encounter with the dominant can become hostile. So I watched the trailer online, and this looks pretty graphic and serious, despite the silly premise, and the animal effects are great. They're humanoid animals on two feet, kind of like... Uh, cats. They remind me of... <laughs> yeah, kind of like that fucking cats thing, but on the ABCs of death, you know, the, like... Uh, American like bulldog oh, yeah, the and war like segment. the Nazi yeah. like uh, the cat lady. Yeah, reminds me of that. H's for hydroelectric something or other. Yeah, and also uh, you ever seen on Netflix Sexy Beast, the dating show with people in <laughs> in makeup? I haven't seen it, but I'm aware of it. Yeah, it is fucking stupid. <laughs> it's like the dating game for furries. Me and my wife and daughter watched all the episodes. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> I like Face Off a lot. That Face Off oh, Face Off is cool. a great show. Yeah, this is like Face Off meets like fucking the dating game or something. Uh, it's super fucking stupid. Huh. And all the people are unlikable. Yeah. You know, I watched it. All. I <laughs> it's like watching a train wreck, <laughs> but this is a better version of sexy beast. It's killer beast. Okay. This is Guar, a long format documentary about the past, present and future of the greatest costume band of all time is coming to streaming platforms soon. This is Guar explores the artistry and heart behind the legendary metal band Shock Rock Antics. Director Scott Barber told Dread Central, Guar is something more than just a band. They're an art collective, and there's truly nothing else like Guar on the planet or universe. Guar is rock and roll, comics, sci-fi, and horror all smashed together. Basically everything I love rolled up into one package. Michael Bishop, who took over lead vocals for the band after the death of founding member Dave Brocky, said, This film captures the reality of the people who have worked to make this band. That has always been the most interesting aspect of it. It's a story that needs to be told. I hope that people come away understanding how unique and special this long experiment in art and music has been. This is the documentary that I've been asking for for fucking decades. All right. Guar documentary. Rockumentary. Rockumentary. I really want to see what goes on behind the scenes there. I mean, I know like we, we know Hunter, you know, and he's told me some stuff, uh, techno destructo. He's told me some stuff about like what goes on behind the scenes and the process and all that. But they first you get a giant screw and you drill it into your dick. (laughs) 
<laughs> but they, they literally in, in Richmond, Virginia, they have the, this thing called Slave Pit Enterprises. And it's literally like a warehouse where they hire artists from various art colleges. Like they have them come in as interns and then the good ones they hire. And they had this like 35 year art community happening there, all based on making Guar bigger, better and weirder. That's cool. Yeah, I'm super stoked on that. And I'm super stoked to go see Guar next month. Michelle's never seen him. So uh, we're going to go see him in Ventura. Even without the singer? Yeah, they have, they have uh, Michael Bishop singing for them now. Um, as, as I know, but I mean, it's like Dead Kennedys without John. Yeah, you know? but the thing is, B- Bishop's been in the band since like its earliest incarnation. And he, he used to- he Just switch roles. Yeah, he, he used to sing on some of the songs too as the beefcake character. He's the guy with like the big like Trojan helmet. Um, and so he created a new character for this. He's not trying, he's not trying to be odorous. He's trying to be his own character interpreting the songs. And it took a little while for me to kind of get used to, to hearing his voice on like their YouTube videos and stuff like that. But he gets what Guar is about. So I'm, I'm still stoked to check it out. The website night cafe allows its users to turn their ideas into insane AI created art. That is the stuff of nightmares. I am addicted to this fucking site (laughs) (laughs) you can pick the style of the art or let the computer decide and the content is based on the words you input so we created a bunch of these my favorite that i made was titled actor doug jones is our love crafty and god (laughs) i think so far my favorite one that i've done is um actually very recent um zach bagans makes sweet love to slimer (laughs) (laughs) Dom, I know you made a shitload of these. Give me a couple more examples that our listeners might want to check. And maybe we should post some of these like in the Facebook group yeah, or something. They're, you know? they're put all, them all in one post and put if you listen to this episode. They're all uh they're all on my personal Facebook right now, but I'll put some on there. I have uh Zach Bagans makes sweet love to Slimer, Pat Sajak's Wheel of Torture. A botched human experiment in time travel results in the human form being vaporized into a bloody mist. Boogaloo shrimp breakdancing exorcism, which is literally a shrimp in Adidas shoes breakdancing around some crosses. <laughs> and this is all designed by a computer based yeah. on the words you put. In various art styles. Astral bloodbath, Hunter S. Thompson, intergalactic wizard. If these walls could talk, they would scream for an eternity. Kermit the Frog stares into the abyss, which is also fucking great. <laughs> Satan worships Glenn Danzig's cat. Um, no, I like that one. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's pretty fucking a, ridiculous. Th- this one was a suggestion from my friend Leah. H.R. Geiger stars in a Broadway musical. Um, sentient pizza is the most horrific thing that I've done so far. <laughs> um, Pazuzu is my babysitter came out great. Um, and <laughs> I don't think you've seen this one. Hell hath no fury like a marmoset scorned. <laughs> and, and it literally just takes the words does a bunch of online searches compiles a bunch of pictures and then sort of like like that deep dream stuff that was out a couple of years ago turns them into these swirling vortexes of fucking horror some of the other ones i made um i put in marvel comic style elvira versus Wee herman which is like some weird creepy spiders dancing on like wrinkled cleavage with like a <laughs> Captain America shield in there. There's nothing to do with Pee-wee really, but it's really fucking weird. I put a uh, macho man, Gigi Allen. <laughs> that one was great. <laughs> that one's pretty good. Uh, Doug Jones is our love crafting God. Dom, you had the Keebler elf, elf chainsaw massacre. That's a great good. one. <laughs> Along with Jason Voorhees becomes one with God, which creates literal art. <laughs> yeah. That one's really good. Yeah. I want to, I'm going to paint it. Also juggalo Sasquatch. <laughs> 
you know what the the first one that I made it relates to the show, and it was a retarded black and white dog with a machine gun in abstract style, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it gave us Biff. It gave us Biff, and it's a horrible. It's like the dog is made of machine guns. Yeah. It's pretty fucking weird. The first one I did, the very first one, was Fred Savage worshiping Satan, <laughs> and it's it's nightmarish. <laughs> <laughs> that is why Fred Savage. That's the first thing that comes to your mind. Uh, we were uh, Michelle's mom was watching um, like one of those Hallmark movies and the girl who played Winnie Cooper was on it. Oh, and I like, used to love her when it, I was a kid. Yeah. And, and at the same time I was watching that, I was checking this thing out and I was like, uh, Fred Savage worshiping Satan. <laughs> yeah. But check it out. Nightmare night cafe. You, you will be hooked. And uh, yeah, uh, if you, uh, if you make some really good ones, take some screen caps and post them on the postmortem show, Facebook page. We want to see them. Yes, we do. And we'll be back with part two of our Halloween retrospective, The New Breed, after this. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Michael, Michael, <laughs> and prosthetics. <laughs> All right. Part two of our Halloween retrospective, which we're going to go with the new ones by David Gordon Green. We're going to talk about those. And I did not watch either of these movies until we decided to do this. I watched them both in the same night, back to back very recently, a couple days ago, wow. Dom. I never saw the 2018 Halloween. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to let you do most of the review because I've already reviewed it. I'll just kind of riff off what you're doing, but I got some shit to say about Halloween kills. All right. Start us off with a 2018 directed by David Gordon Green, starring Jamie Lee Curtis, Judy Greer, Andy Matichek, and James Jude Courtney with Nick Castle as the shape. Halloween. Not Dick Warlock. It's just called, called Halloween, but yeah. I like to say Halloween 2018, so yeah. you know what we're talking about. Laurie Strode confronts her longtime foe, Michael Myers, the masked figure who has taunted her since she narrowly escaped his killing spree on Halloween night four decades ago. It's been 40 years since Laurie Strode survived a vicious attack from crazed killer Michael Myers on Halloween night. Locked up in an institution, Myers managed to escape when his bus transfer goes horribly wrong. One way of putting it. Yeah. Laurie now faces a terrifying showdown when the masked madman returns to Haddonfield, Illinois, but this time, she's ready for him. So... I really enjoyed the opening of this when it was podcasters going to visit Michael Myers, like yeah. true crime podcast. I figured that would resonate with you. And it shows them unmasked, which was so fucking stupid. But they never, they never really fully show him. It's just like pieces of his face. Yeah, but it's just, 
it did not work for me. I thought that was fucking stupid really? and a horrible way to start. I like the podcaster premise, but like showing him, he does not look intimidating without well, the mask. I, I he think looks like that, a teacher. That's sort of the point though, is that he's like, when he's not activated, he's just a 60 year old mental patient. One of them then brings the mask back to Michael. So I love that the podcasters are researching a true crime similar to what we do on the TCHS Halloween special with the second annual Halloween special coming soon to the True Crime Horror Story Patreon. Way to get that plug in. <laughs> I like the other random patients too in the yard. Yeah. They're all freaking out. This has great opening credits, simple and reminiscent of the original, but with a rotten pumpkin taking shape back from yeah. the ground. I like that. Lori Strode has become an alcoholic survivalist at this point and is aware that Michael will be transferred from Smith Grove to a new facility. So then Michael in, in uh, back in the mental hospital, he stands there waiting in line and like a normal fucking mental patient or serial killer mm -hmm. and not the fucking boogeyman. They totally neutered, neutered Michael in, in my opinion. He wasn't activated though. You know, like that, activated, and, and, and that's the thing. Like, I, I think that that's what they're going for is that when he's not in kill mode, he's just he's just a fucking robot. He's a member of the JCs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> no, you know, when when he's when it's when it's not kill time, when something hasn't flipped whatever switch that is in his brain, he's just he just shuffles. You know, like he doesn't he doesn't have any emotional motivation. When they show him the mask, he doesn't react. They try to force him to react, and they he try doesn't. to get him to say something. Yeah. yeah. And he just doesn't because there's nothing there. And so when he's not in that kill mode, there's no reason for him to be anything but that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just did not appreciate that aspect of this version of the story. Mm. This movie does have some great kills though. And oh, yeah. I really did like survivalist Laurie Strode. Yeah. Like great character experienced trauma and, and built her whole life. Can't hold her family it. together. Yeah. And I really like the character of the doctor too. He was like the anti Loomis. Oh Yeah. I like that. Um, Dr. Sartian. At first, I thought that he was like a Loomis ripoff and I yeah. was kind of fed up with him. And then he has like a story arc happen with his in particular character. Yeah. And I actually appreciated that. And I really like how when Michael gets activated, he's just in kill mode and kills anything that's in front of him. He doesn't give a shit about Lori until he's, she's pointed at him or he's pointed at her. When, when the doctor points him at Lori and basically guides him to that, then he's like, oh, it's time to kill. And I, I, they're going to get more into this in Halloween Kills, but I, I really liked how how he just he just kills. That's all he is, and I think that that was a great a great kind of refocus to the first movie that he's just a fucking murder machine. Being everything I've said, is there anything else you want to talk about this movie? I'm not, I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about these Halloween movies because I know that's what we're doing here on the show. Yeah. But, but I just I feel like everyone's seen this and. I'll just say one thing that I don't think that this is strong enough to build a whole trilogy over this remake. Mm -hmm. I don't think that it's that great. Um, it had some interesting points and premises, but at the end of the day, it's a fucking cash grab. Just like all the rest of the remakes. I don't know. I think that David Gordon green actually understands where, what Halloween was supposed to be more than any of the other sequel directors ever have. And while ha Halloween one, I enjoyed it. I, I mainly enjoyed it because the kills were great and the tension was great. And they, they cut the bullshit of, you know, everything from Halloween three on or the end of Halloween two on basically was just like trim the fat. None of that shit happened. That's all urban legend. Fuck that. We're going to get right back to the basics of what this is. And I appreciate that he did that. And I don't necessarily think, I think maybe for the studio, it was a cash grab. 
But for for David Gordon Green and, and Danny McBride, I think that they really do have their hearts in this. Sure. And I, I believe that. And I think that if it was just 2018 Halloween on its own, it's those kind of movie that you see it and you're like, okay, yeah, that was good. I really enjoyed that. But then you don't think about it very much. But then when we get into Halloween Kills, I think Halloween Kills fucking we'll get to it. But yeah, I we'll think, get to that one. I, I think it made Halloween 2018 a better movie. I agree with that. I do agree with that. But um, and that's it's why. Like, I, oh, what, what, you know what we could do? We could make a lot of money if we make a remake. But what if we make a remake and make a whole franchise out of the remake? <laughs> Didn't Rob Zombie yeah. just do this shit? Yeah, but Rob Zombie missed the point. Yeah, <laughs> and and that was like, and I've said it before. Rob Zombie's Halloween movies would have been fine slasher movies if they weren't Halloween movies. If it was just a standalone character on its own doing all of the shit that that Michael Myers did, it would have been okay. It's the fact that it was Halloween, and he so missed the point so badly and tried to like humanize that character that that it went wrong. But. I think that where David Gordon Green and Danny McBride get it right is they don't try to humanize the character. He's just either a half activated machine or a fully activated machine that fucking butchers everything in its path. I'm not going to um, give it away, but I really did enjoy the trap scene mm-hmm. and that whole idea behind that. I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. Yeah, they were ready for him. Yeah. And I liked, gotcha. Judy yeah. Greer's a pretty good actress. And oh. Jamie Lee Curtis really fucking like showed her her range as an actress. I like this. the way they made her look. She looks like an unhinged arrival. Yeah, <laughs> she yeah. looks like she'd be listening to QAnon in that basement. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And like Jamie Lee Curtis, she's in her sixties, but she's like in really good shape in real life. Like, you know, she's super buff and all that, but they just kind of like, they frizzed her hair out and they hardened her face a little bit more. And it should have ended with the trap, but then her doing the, t- the, uh, true lies dance on Michael. <laughs> <laughs> it's all he wanted. Either that or with Michael doing the true lies dance on her. That would be even better. Yeah. <laughs> IMDb gives Halloween 2018 6.5. I think it's a little bit better than that. I I didn't hate this movie. I'm really shocked with my rating, actually. I mm-hmm. I think thinking back of it, maybe I don't like it as much as this, but this is what I wrote down. 6.9 artistic dick screws. Is okay. that what we said? Yeah. I originally gave it 8.5 when I first saw it. Going back and watching it a second time. On its own, I don't know that it's necessarily an 8.5. I think it's probably more of a 7.5 on the second watch. Um, so I'm going to give it, I'm, I'm going to give it 7.5 artistic dick screws the second time around. Um, and then, and then we'll talk about Halloween kills. Halloween kills, Dom. Very topical streaming now on Peacock. If you got the Peacock, which I didn't know that I have Peacock because I have Comcast cable Xfinity and mm. you get it for free. So you nice. get it. All the movies, the WWE network, the nerfed I, WWE network. Yeah, don't care about that. Yeah. And um, there's quite a, they have Peacocktober, so there's a lot of horror on there right now. Nice. So. But I got to watch this movie for free. Didn't have to go to the theater to see it. I did go to the theater for it. You did go to yeah, the theater. Yeah. Michelle and I went and saw it. And I, I'm glad I did. It, this was definitely a movie that was good on the big screen. Where people like clapping and like saying shit and stuff. There were only like five other people in the theater. Oh, wow. Yeah. Got, there, there was one Mexican got, Mexican family that kind of sat a little ways down from us, and they brought their kids, and the kids cool. were stoked. So, were you getting like the popcorn hand job? Because there's only five people. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to disclose that on the show if you don't want to. I actually cut a hole in the bottom of the bucket and was like, "You're like surprise, hey, hey Michelle, we got butter, we got salt, and we got butter salt. <laughs> it's going down, baby." <laughs> 
and you're all, nee, 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 nee. <laughs> she put her hand for the popcorn and you're all, <laughs> the one sound effect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Had a little Michael Myers mask on the tip, peeking up out of the popcorn. <laughs> I think that's great. 2020 directed by, or 2021, I should say, directed by David Gordon Green, starring Jamie Lee Curtis, Judy Greer, Anthony Michael Hall, and James Jude Courtney, Halloween Kills. That's a stupid name. Not a good title. Halloween Kills? Yeah. Halloween is the holiday. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. Michael Myers Kills, not, not Halloween. Not a good title. I Don't never thought it was a good title. Don't be the good goddamn name of Halloween. <laughs> Halloween doesn't kill. The saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode continues in the next thrilling chapter of the Halloween series. It's Halloween night when Michael Myers returned, and it's not over yet. Minutes after Laurie Strode, her daughter, Karen, and granddaughter, Allison, left unmasked monster, Michael Myers, caged and burning in Laurie's basement. Laurie's rushed to the hospital with life-threatening injuries, believing she finally killed her lifelong tormentor. But when Michael manages to free himself from Laurie's trap, his ritual bloodbath resumes, much to the dismay of certain protesters. <laughs> As Laurie fights her pain and prepares to defend herself against him, she inspires all of Haddonfield to rise up against the unstoppable monster. That's not really accurate. No, this is not my synopsis. Yeah. The Shred Woman joined a group of other survivors of Michael's rampage who decided to take matters into their own hands, forming a vigilante mob that sets out to hunt Michael down. Once and for all. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. Fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so this opens up with some canon from 1978 with a prosthetic Dr. Loomis. And I really enjoyed all the 1978 shit. I yeah. thought that was the best part by far of this whole movie. And those prosthetics were really good. It was, yeah. It was the uh, the art director for the movie playing him because he was built like Donald Pleasance. So they put all the shit on him and then they they dubbed the voice in with a, a voice actor. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I looked into that because I'm like, is that a deep fake? Because that's a really good deep fake if it is. That's but, a, yeah, it's all, it was all it was all practical. <laughs> that's a, a strange. Is that a compliment? Hey, you're built like Donald Pleasance. <laughs> I guess it is. I don't think that's a compliment. <laughs> I guess it is maybe when you're the art director on a Halloween movie. Hey, baby. You're built like Donald Pleasance. Say <laughs> <laughs> that to a woman. That's <laughs> I'm gonna go home and tell Michelle that tonight, and then I'm gonna be divorced. <laughs> tell her, tell her you're built like Donald Pleasance, and follow it up with a. Yeah. She's actually gonna be Donald Pleasance for Halloween, though. I so. know that's awesome. Yeah. Tell her that when she's Donald Pleasance. Yeah. So, if you guys do stop by for the haunted house, I have a whole Michael Myers hallway that says like Sam Hain. It says. It's pronounced uh, the, night, the night he came home, it says Michael Myers is here. It says the boogeyman is real. It says all these different things, you know, Halloween related. Mm -hmm. And you go through this long hallway and there's nothing there. Just shit written on the walls. But as you're walking down the hallway at the end, there's a little like alcove and Michael Myers will step out from the alcove and just stand there. And nice. you have to walk towards him. You have to go that way. Yeah. Or, or you leave or you're not, you can't finish the haunted house. You have to pass him and get close to him. And I'm going to have him like tilt his head yeah. to the side and then point, like go that way. You know, <laughs> he's, he's the usher. <laughs> he's like the usher. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween usher. And then when you get really close to him, have him go. Yeah. Jump out a little bit. But when you stop by with Dr. Loomis, I want you to kill Dr. Loomis in front of him. Okay. That's what should happen. <laughs> I guess it kind of did happen when he died. They filmed that and acted like he died in the movie or whatever. Yeah. Resurrection. That one's actually okay. Eh, 
you know, it, it has its po- its merits. I think it's better than Halloween 2018. Mm-hmm. Halloween 6, I mean, I'm not against it. We then meet Tommy Doyle, played by Anthony Michael Hall, who does a tribute for the victims and survivors of Halloween night of 1979. He gave a really good performance. Yeah, I, I think he did. And I like the premise of this, mm-hmm. with like the different survivors coming together and talking about it and stuff. But there's too much like of a, a woke aspect to Halloween kills for me. You think? Especially with the vigilante mob and like the, oh, maybe we shouldn't. Have, oh, it's our fault. You know, this, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's. Like I said, they neutered Michael Myers in the first movie, and I think they neuter the whole franchise, the the whole issue of like the boogeyman. There's no boogeyman. He's not the boogeyman in this. Dude, he's totally the boogeyman. He is not the boogeyman in Halloween Halloween Kills. What he is in this is a blank slate that every single character in the movie who has encountered him projects their own fears on. They make a big point of Michael Myers was never going after Laurie Strode. He got manipulated to go that way. Michael Myers ruined all of these people's lives and these people spend their whole lives thinking about their experience with them and how they could have done it differently if they were in another situation and it's consumed them for their entire life when he absolutely feels nothing and he's just the shape whoa that's that's what he is you blew my mind okay so do you so, think he's not they're not related anymore in these movies no not at all absolutely not I didn't catch I, that. I, well, in, in Halloween 2018. I was sitting on my high horse and been like, ah, fuck this and not paying attention. Because no, no. in, in Halloween 2018, <laughs> I didn't pay attention. They, they specifically talk about like, no, like there's a rumor that he was related to her, but he's not. So here, here's what I said to, to Michelle, like after the movie, I was like, Michael Myers is coronavirus. Okay. Because <laughs> you've got Dr. Loomis. Wait, the, he's fake news? No, 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 no. Check it out. Check, <laughs> here, bear with, bear with me on this because I'm, I'm going to get to a point. He's got Dr. Loomis, the medical professional who shows up before the horrible outbreak happens, warns everyone about it. Nobody takes him seriously. There's an initial outbreak and some people die. Then there's a waiting period and then it comes back and a few more people die. But who are the first people to get hit the hardest? Frontline workers, the fire department. And then <laughs> are you kidding? No, no, you no, really wait, 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 no, 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 no. Listen, listen, let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> let me finish. Frontline workers are the first people to get hit. Who does he kill after he kills frontline workers? Old people. Who does he kill after he kills the old people? People who make shitty decisions. The gays. And then, <laughs> and then after he's gone through all of these people and they think that they finally figured it out and beaten him down to the point that he's done, he comes back as a stronger variant of himself. Michael Myers is COVID-19. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> oh, so no, no, no. Listen, here's the thing. This movie was written in 2018. And shot mostly in 2019 before the coronavirus pandemic happened. So there's no way at all that Michael Myers could be COVID-19. But (laughs) the fact that you can put that on him is a perfect example of why the shape is the boogeyman. Because whatever you're scared of, you can project onto that. When ultimately all he is is a mindless thing that kills anything that comes into, into contact with him. And that's the point of the entire movie is that every single one of these people projected their fears onto him to make him this larger than life thing that he is when all he wanted to do was stop, kill and go home. My friend, you have done way too much acid in your life. (laughs) I could not. You're getting so granular and deep in this. I, I could not stop thinking about this movie after I watched it. Wow. It had, it had its flaws. It had its flaws. There were things wrong with it, but that ultimate premise of what Michael Myers is, is so fucking perfect. Not to mention there's some great kills in this movie. 
So contrary to what the first of this trilogy would have you believe, Michael didn't burn to death and continues his rampage. Kind of talked about the controversial fighter fire scene, firefighter scene. I enjoyed that. What I really enjoyed the most was the light tube deathmatch murder yeah, scene. Yeah, I knew you would. I knew. <laughs> I like when he broke the drone. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> he broke her drone. That motherfucker. <laughs> and Big John and Little John, and, I think, are the highlight char- like peripheral characters yeah. of this movie. You and know? Little John is is Stuart from Mad TV. No. Yeah. <laughs> when he finally buys it, I look at Michelle. I was like, no. <laughs> he should have been like, look what I could do. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he would have survived. That's how Stuart. he would have made it through. His mom comes in and <laughs> kicks Michael Myers' ass. <laughs> So this focuses a lot on the mob mentality like we talked about in Tommy's Revenge and the fact that they lynched a mental patient with a black sheriff mm-hmm. watching in horror. Yeah. I think that, like I said, they do have a lot of this like political undertone of this, of this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a straight, maybe it is more of a thinking man's movie like you're talking about than just a straight slasher like the original Halloween was, mm-hmm. but that's not what I wanted. I didn't need that aspect of it. I think that's the, I think it takes it down a notch for me. Those those elements of it. I think it should have been more of the fucking Michael Myers of old, you know. But, but I you, guess that's why they remake shit. To you throw did get plenty of that though. Like you every did. every single kill set piece, I thought in this was perfect because instead of having an ensemble cast who's all interrelated, it was just him going from one murder to the next, and they would set up each scene with these characters who felt like fully fleshed out characters that were living their lives. You'd look into their lives, you'd see a little bit of it, then you'd see Michael Myers come in and fuck their shit up. But I think every single character that he killed was actually pretty likable in their own way and like not someone that I was like, yeah, fucking kill them. No, fuck those firefighters. (laughs) (laughs) But then when he kills people, he just fucking wrecks them. And I loved the kills in this movie. There's good kills, yeah. Brutal, brutal kills. It had a really abrupt ending that seemed to be unsatisfying for a lot of viewers, but I enjoyed the meaning and the theme of this one. Mm. I actually like this movie a lot more than Halloween 2018. It's corny and it tries to get a little too much into the political and social vibes of films like Get Out, but it worked. I think that some some of the dialogue was a little heavy handed, and I think that's where where it suffers. That heavy-handed dialogue works. In Evil com- dies yeah. tonight. Well, that I mean, that was just like sloganeering, you know. Like yeah. it, it, so, but the monologue that Jamie Lee Curtis has at the end and all that—that that kind of dialogue works in comedies where things are a little bit more blunt. But it, I don't think it was necessary in this, and I think it it tried too hard to drive certain points home that I thought made themselves clear just within the context of yeah. the movie. A little bit of salty would have been better. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I see a lot of complaints about, though, is that Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't have a huge part in this movie. And a lot of critics are like, oh, they wasted Jamie Lee Curtis in this. But literally, the whole movie takes place the same night as the first movie. She got stabbed. She got stabbed in the stomach with a fucking butcher knife and then had to have intestinal surgery. One, it makes sense that she wouldn't be doing a whole lot because if she was out running around trying to fight Michael Myers after that surgery, she'd be, you know, that would be totally unrealistic. <laughs> yeah. But second of all, it plays into the point that the only person in the world of this movie who made Michael Myers story about Laurie and Michael was Laurie. You know, there there's a whole, like everyone else has their own story with Michael to go with. So what it ultimately boils down to is in Halloween three is Laurie Strode going to end up killing Michael Myers and dying in the process because that's the big story arc. Probably. Why? Why does he go back to his original house? Is it nostalgia? Is he just 
stupid and he has to be a creature of habit? I think. Why does he go after her? Well, so he goes back to his original house because that's what he knows. And that's all that matters. His rationale in David Gordon Green's world is the exact same rationale that made him scary in the original Halloween, which is he doesn't have a reason for things. He just does the things that he knows. He went after Lori not because he wanted to hunt her down, but because Dr. Sartian had this whole like fantasy and fetish of Michael Myers and like this whole like grand story of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode in his mind. So he manipulated Michael towards Laurie. But the reason the whole bus crash happened was because of Dr. Sartian. Dr. Sartian sabotaged the bus. He let Michael Myers go loose. He guided him on this path to Laurie in the first movie, to her house. They have their kind of showdown. But once no one is guiding Michael towards Lori. And once Lori isn't throwing herself in Michael's path, there's no Michael and Lori story. And it's the same for every single one of these people. Tommy Doyle, uh, Terry, the the nurse, um, uh, Lindsay, Lindsay Wallace, all of these people, Michael Myers wasn't coming back for any of them. They were so fucking hung up on him that like dumbasses, they went to him and he did what he does, which is kill. I never really thought about it. (laughs) I didn't. Yeah, yeah that, I, I think that that's the brilliance of this movie, and that's why this movie made Halloween 2018 a better movie after it was made. IMDb gives it 6.0. I'm going to give it 7.4 artistic screw dicks. Okay. So when we reviewed John Carpenter's Halloween, the original one, last time, I gave it a 9 out of 10. Obviously, this movie isn't as good as the original Halloween. No. Nothing is. But... I would, I would say that John Carpenter's Halloween is a 9 out of 10. Halloween 2, the original Halloween 2, except for the last 15 minutes of it, was a very worthy sequel. And probably, I like the last, I like the ending of it where he burns up. Well, stuff. no, not that part. The whole where everything gets weird when they go get Dr. Loomis and they're like, they're brother and sister. And then he goes back and like everything's kind of hastily put together. See, yeah, I kind of like the fact of the brother and sister thing. Yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I think that that's, that's where. he killed his original sister and like, then it's like, yeah, you know, he's like an incestual killer, <laughs> but, but that gives him too much purpose. Michael Myers has watched too much porn. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> but I, I would say of the original ones, while I love Halloween four and I love Halloween six, I would say Halloween two is the actually actual best sequel to a Halloween movie. Yeah. But I would put this movie on par almost with Halloween two. Okay. And I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it um, 8.5 out of 10 uh, artistic screwed in. Dick screws, artistic dick screws, or whatever. <laughs> artistic screw dicks, artistic screw dicks. Yeah, I, I think that this added a whole lot to it. And also, I, I don't want to give away the ending too much, but I actually really liked the way that it ended for that particular character because it was basically they stared into the abyss and the abyss stared back into them and they didn't fucking make it. Like, it's there, there's a lot going on in this movie for sure. All right, so that's Halloween retrospective. We hope you enjoyed it. We might do some more of this, like. Maybe next year when it comes to Halloween, we can do like the Daniel Harris ones. Mm-hmm. You know, that little yeah. arc. and I like that arc. Some, something else. Well, I, I'll say I like Halloween 4. Halloween 5. Eh. <laughs> we'll do Halloween 4 and 5 and Rob Zombie's Halloween's. <laughs> Unsubscribe, check. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. I, I watched a video on YouTube called like In Defense of Rob Zombie's Halloween Movies. And it was written by a guy who was 12 years old when Rob Zombie's Halloween first came out who had never seen another Halloween movie. And him watching it from the perspective of someone who knew nothing about the rest of the Halloween franchise and then him talking about why it's a good movie. But then he went back 
and was like, but now that I've seen all the other Halloween movies, I'm not going to say fuck this movie because I still have nostalgic value for it and I enjoy it, but it ain't a Halloween movie. Next year, let's do that arc of the Daniel Harris, the Harley Quinn or whatever um, little girl. Jamie Lloyd. Jamie Lloyd. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll do her and then we'll do Season of the Witch. Okay. You know, two completely different things. Yeah. You know, we'll do like a three movie kind of review inside of two. Cool. I'm down. Season of the Witch, I've got some shit to say about too. So. <laughs> All right, we will be back. Speaking of Halloween, Dom, we'll be back with our top five Halloween party goers, the kind of people you want to invite to your party. And neither one of them are Dr. Loomis or Michael Myers. (laughs) That's for sure. Yeah, I I didn't do the edgy thing where I'm like, I'm going to invite Leatherface to my party because you know what happens (laughs) when Leatherface comes to your party? He fucking smells like dead fish and he kills your friends. (laughs) That's not good. (laughs) And we'll be back with that after this. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we're back with our top five Halloween party goers. We're having a Halloween party, guys, and you're all invited, but so are these motherfuckers. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> we're going to have to figure that out. Biff, you're going to have to watch outside. <laughs> Scratch longingly at the sliding glass door. <laughs> it's okay, though, because I've got security coming for this party. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Security, I, Dom. I, I took that into consideration. Okay. I did not take that. Because this shit's going to get out of hand. I, yes, it sure is. Well, Dom, I'll start us off this week. This shit is extremely going to get out of hand because I went with, what do I like, Dom, when it comes to horror <laughs> I went with a, a mismatch of individuals. Some of them you might want there. Some of them would make things a little weird, Dom. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes, like, there's a guy that you know who's a dirtbag, but whenever he shows up at a party, you know it's going to be a good time. You just don't want to <laughs> hang out with him after. That is, ex- <laughs> that is exactly my number five, Dom. Because <laughs> my number five is Frank Booth from Blue Velvet. <laughs> Well, he's bringing the nitrous. He's bringing the laughing gas with him. <laughs> Mommy, daddy wants to fly. <laughs> Frank Booth is a fucking unhinged ass character. Yeah. You know, he's going to bring party favors. You know, he's, he's going to bring gonna, the Coke. Everyone's going to have a good time. He's going to bring the Paps motherfucking blue ribbon. <laughs> and man, Frank Booth, Dennis Hopper in blue velvet is an unhinged character. I can't imagine attending any kind of celebration with him. <laughs> I think I've been to parties with guys like him in my lifetime, but I've always left before shit got too weird. <laughs> Invite him to your baby shower. <laughs> baby wants to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> mommy, mommy. <laughs> Just inhaling that shit. When I was a little kid, I didn't understand what that shit he was, was inhaling. I knew it was like the dentist and stuff. Yeah. I kind of got that part of it, but I'm just like, this guy is so fucking weird. Yeah. I saw Blue Velvet at a pretty early age. I think it came out when I was like 10. Yeah. It's a 10 year old watching Blue Velvet. You, so there's You're not going to di- get it then. Lots <laughs> to digest there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So for my number five, I'm at least starting this party with a little bit of class. You know, this guy's going to class this joint up a little bit and he's going to bring some other cool guests along with him. Okay. Because. I'm inviting Aramis, Vincent Price's character from the Monster Club. I knew it would be on your list. I knew Vincent Price in some fashion would be on your list. Because that dude knows how to throw a fucking party. 
Yeah. That dude is basically my old scratch persona that I do for my music, but like old and a little bit gay. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit gayer. Yeah. But he's, you know, he's, he's bringing other monsters with him that just want to party. You know, they're not mean monsters. They're not fucked up monsters. They're monsters that, you know, while they're wolfmen and ghosts and zombies and shit like that, all they really want to do is fucking dance and have a good time and watch the stripper lady who can actually take her whole skin off. I think that the world needs a lot more Vincent Price. Hell yeah. All right, Dom, moving right along. I got a couple. I'm inviting a couple to my party. Okay. That's the couple of Romeo and Perdita Durango from Perdita Durango. <laughs> yeah, it's going to get interesting. It's going to get very interesting. There might be some international fetus smuggling yeah. going on. And there's going to be a lot of drugs at this party. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't even do drugs, Tom. That's just a crazy thing. <laughs> I do. Which is, <laughs> you know, when it comes to these characters, like, man. <laughs> I just want to be entertained. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, and I'll be entertained by Rosie Perez any day of the week. And Romeo, <laughs> hey, I'm robbing the bank, but hey, on the way out, show me your tits. <laughs> that's my kind yeah, of party. You know, and you know, tits flying everywhere. If it really comes down to it, she'll suck your dick for 50 bucks, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I said I'm bringing security for this party. Okay. And from your guess, it sounds like we're going to need it. <laughs> yeah, we are. But don't worry, because you know who's going to be keeping these motherfuckers in line? Father Magruder from Dead Alive. <laughs> Man, I don't want to invite a priest to my Halloween party. He's a drunk priest who kicks ass for the Lord, though. If I wanted to invite a priest or a pastor to my Halloween party, I'd watch. I'd walk right across the street <laughs> to my new neighbors that come up with their church bus every day. When they saw me building the haunted house, they were staring in awe. And I don't know. I go put fire doorstep. <laughs> You put your church flyer on my doorstep. Why can't I put my church flyer on your doorstep? Your, your church of the haunt. <laughs> yes. My church is, you know, I got an actual name for it too. Oh yeah. Heroic's Friday night. Nice. My name. All right. Got a yeah. name for the haunt. I'm going to create a Facebook page. Nice. That works. Because two of my ones on my map, they have Facebook pages and like names. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Nightmare, a, lot of, a lot of spiders going on. Nightmare there. on Dickinson Street and... Uh, the Berrywood Haunt. Those yeah. are two of the names of the other haunts that are here that have been doing it for years and stuff. Berrywood Manor sounds like a good name for a haunt. They should That's change way better. it to that. Yeah. yeah, I should tell them that. But yeah. I dropped their poster off today. Gotcha. I dropped posters off at all the haunts on the list today yeah. and hung them up at supermarkets and liquor stores and all this kind of stuff. But when I went around to all of them, I saw one that is some stiff competition, mm -hmm. but it also... It's a lot shorter. Mine's pretty big. Don't yeah. When I, I walked up, I was like, fuck, how do I get in the house? Yeah. <laughs> you can't even see the house from yeah. the street. Yeah. I spent a whole day doing the construction, a whole nother day doing the plastic. And then we had a giant windstorm and rain. So I spent the rest of today doing the plastic again. <laughs> Fixing it. When it yeah. came out. Yeah. And I'm going to do that every day. I have to go out there and do minor repairs and yeah. stuff like that. But I like it to look like a Frankenstein mismatch. Kinda yeah. Fucked up kind of thing, yeah. you know. But um, yeah, it's, it's probably like 600 square feet, which wow. is nothing to Wag your dick at, I guess, oh, on Halloween night big, on yeah. a home haunt, you know? Yeah. So I'm so. very excited about it. And I invite all these characters there. That's yeah. how you get to the party. And, you know, you need you need one responsible person to keep people in line. And I think the one responsible person to keep people in line is Father Magruder. He kicks ass for the Lord. He does. He's not going to take anyone. Not shit. on the devil's night, he doesn't. <laughs> Me and all my friends on my list are going to rally up against him, Dom. We're going <laughs> to impale him on a finger. <laughs> My number three, Dom. Okay. Told you that. My 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 guest list is a little weird. And it doesn't get weirder than the character of Dad, aka 
Big Ronnie from the Greasy Strangler. <laughs> Fuck, I didn't even think of those guys. We're going to have a disco party. Dick you know, waggling disco dick party. Dick waggling disco party. We're going to wear matching like those suits, you know, yeah. the weird penises hanging that show out. show the dick cleavage. Yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> that's part of the party. Hey, that motherfucker can dance. <laughs> he can. Yeah. <laughs> I love that character. and Just make sure you got plenty of greasy food. I will. More I got, I'll have some hootie tooties disco cuties on standby for him. Nice. Gonna be a good party, Dom, with the, this list so far. We got a pretty diverse little list here. Yeah. My number three is probably the most normal person on this list, but I just really like the character. And after rewatching the movies, I like the character even more. And she's gonna bring the weed for sure. But I think Annie Brackett from Halloween knows how to party. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, she does. Yeah. yeah. That's that's she's that's, probably gonna get killed at our party. <laughs> <laughs> she she's the she's the sheriff's daughter, which means she wants to cut loose. Yeah, of and, course. Uh, yeah. Got to rebel somehow. Yeah, right? for sure. How do you rebel against if you're the cool parents? How do you rebel uh, by going the other way? Yeah, right? by fucking becoming a fucking alt right fucking neo fash. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're the crazy parents that keep the kid in a can like a like mine, fake snakes. Speaking of something being let out of the can, <laughs> <laughs> there's a dog fight in the other room. Yeah, yeah. You just take their door off. Yeah. They're going to become and a weirdo. <laughs> take away their, their black clothes and make them wear bright colors and fucking bright orange sneakers. They made you weird. wear bright colors? Yeah. Was it like Easter 24-7? <laughs> it was like tie-dye shirts and shit. They wanted me to look like a fucking hippie or something. That's weird. Yeah. It was not cool. That's where the drugs came in. It's true. Yeah. My number two, Dom. When I was putting together this list, I wanted a combination of interesting characters that are going to keep the night alive and long. <laughs> they were going to party into the night and... We're going to have a good time and things are going to get a little weird, but I also wanted some people that could tell some good stories. I mean, this might be the least entertaining like character as a person on my list, but he's got hundreds of crazy stories to tell at this party. And that's agent Fox Mulder from the X-Files. Hell yeah. Be a good party goer, you know? Yeah. And then if he's still like Californication, David Duchovny too, things might get a little weird as well. <laughs> <laughs> But I love me the X-Files and uh, Agent Fox Mulder. I really think that if you break through the exterior of his stuck-upness of being an FBI agent, I think that there might be something there. I think he's the least stuck-up FBI agent, too. He's oh, yeah, he's weird. not Scully. Yeah, Fuck. that's true. I hope he brings her, though. <laughs> Why? Because when she gets drunk, she's going to cut loose. And she's also a ginger. There's going to be red bush. <laughs> There's going to be red bush everywhere. Um, so when I lived in San Francisco, I used to buy, I used to buy Coke from a, a particular... <laughs> Her hairy pussy was like one of the first things I ever saw on the internet. Wow. <laughs> AOL.com. Um, when I lived in San Francisco, I used to buy Coke from a very specific goth woman uh, who had a, a like goth house. She made a whole lot of money. Like her, her husband was a doctor who died or something like that. And she had a whole shitload of money and she invested it in this house in San Francisco and a bunch of Coke. And I go to Coke parties at her house and there's this one guy there and I can't remember his name, but he would sit at her dining room table and I don't think he was doing any drugs, but he would just cut lines for people. And if you sat there and listened to him talk about his weird fucking alien Freemason conspiracy shit, he would just keep giving you lines of Coke. I had a lot of time with that guy. <laughs> maybe why you're so fucked up. Yeah. I, 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 you I would, take better care of your brain. Don. Oh, I don't do any of that shit anymore. So, you good. know, I'm, I'm good. No, it's, it's all out of my system. But I, I remember one party where me and that guy just sat there uh, with a couple other people and we were fucking blowing lines and listening to him talk about his bullshit and just putting together a fucking jigsaw puzzle. 
And that was a great night. <laughs> I'll, I'll put together a puzzle, Tom. Yeah. yeah. I like putting together a puzzle. My wife loves it. Yeah. She She's get all, all coked out and talk about Freemasons too. We don't, we don't get coked out or talk about Freemasons ever, but we, we do a, <laughs> we might spend a nice quiet evening, uh, you know, eating some good food and putting together a puzzle. That's how I like to party on Halloween. Madam Darling. <laughs> Not on me, Halloween, but that's yeah. <laughs> normal. Madam Darling gave me that like thousand piece jigsaw puzzle of the, of the beyond that I need to put together. It's in my office at the ballroom. Oh I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to set up a card table and have it in there. I almost got the whole maniac one done, but fuck, I had to tap out at one point. I still have it together. Yeah. So I'm going to finish it someday. Yeah, I just we did finish Australia though. Yeah. I can't put it up at my house because I got cats and the, they'll fuck everything up when I leave it out. But yeah, I've got it. I've got it in my office, and I'll be working on it. Imagine having Biff here trying oh, to Jesus. do a puzzle. Yeah, Just hitting He's everything, eating with his random tail. pieces. <laughs> so I think we're at my number two now. Number two, Dom. I'm inviting a lot of old guys to this party for some reason. I've just realized. But I think that this guy, this guy is Ronnie needs some friends. Is that's true? This guy's the quintessential fucking entertaining old drunk. He's going to be bringing the beer. He's going to be bringing the root beer. And he may bring musical entertainment with him because I'm inviting grandpa from the Lost Boys. And I'm thinking maybe, just maybe, he'll let a certain greased up sax dude tag along with him. <laughs> that would be cool. He'd be, that's a good guess right there. I'd rather invite the greased up sax dude. He's, he's busy though, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I'll invite grandpa and just kind of drop us some subtle hints that you should you should bring greased up sax dude. <laughs> you, can, you can get his number. So you're inviting someone to get to someone exactly, else. Exactly, yeah. It's a dick move, Dom. Hey, but you know, I like grandpa too. He'll, he'll like... At some point, he'll go lay down on the bathroom floor and pretend he had a heart attack and scare the shit out of some guests. That's great for a Halloween party. My number one, Dom, I built my whole list around. This is who I knew would be number my number one. When it comes to a Halloween party, mm-hmm. there's one guest I want there, most of all. That is the OG Big Titty Goth GF, Elvira. Ah, yeah. Elvira. She'd be narrating everything, telling stories, laughing. She's got the corny dad jokes. Yeah. That's true. I've, I've got a zero that, on my list that'll probably be a good counterpart to her okay. for, for this, but we got to get to my number one first. But Elvira, man, she's going to be cracking her jokes. She might introduce like the games. Like she'll be like the master of ceremonies. You yeah. know, hey, pin the brain on the zombies coming up. Now we're bobbing for apples. Now we're eating zombie brain jello shots or whatever. And I was making, she made this for Addison's cheer team of uh, these cups of like chocolate pudding mm-hmm. with like a, cookie crumble with like one of those Milano cookies in it mm-hmm. that says RIP. It's like a tombstone. Mm-hmm. Put a little jello hands. Oh, like nice. Little, like little like zombie graves. That's they're, cool. They're pretty fucking awesome. They're, they're delicious too. <laughs> awesome. All right. So for my number one, here's the, here's the bottom line. This is the bottom line. Cause stone cold Dom said so. Okay. Every party needs someone who's willing to get drunk get naked and dance on a tomb. Hell yeah. That's why I'm inviting trash to this party. You know what? She's on my honorable mention. It's the only reason I didn't put her on is because I was going to put, I had a side with Elvira uh-huh. and I don't make everything funny except for one sex appeal one. Right. I had to go with Elvira. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ultimately. But trash is going to get other girls to get naked. You know what happens when girls get naked? It's like it's a domino ma- effect. Yeah. It's a domino effect. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun times. Yeah. And I don't know if all of them don't have vaginas like her, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> law of averages. <laughs> There's just no vagina present. Yeah. My, uh, my zero on this list is your counterpart to Elvira. And the reason he's my zero is because we have to invite him, but he's not actually, I guess he, he is in a horror movie, 
but he's more of a, a horror movie introducer kind of guy. I want Joe Bob Briggs at this motherfucking party. Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Invite Joe Bob. Yeah. <laughs> me and Joe up. Bob go way back. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some Joe Bob. You know, that's my maybe my influence upon liking the like redneck kind of thing too. Th- that yeah. life. Yeah, I'm all about that Joe Bob life, Dom. <laughs> Horror movies and <laughs> redneck jokes, and and maybe he'll bring lot. his his weird his weird lizard assistant Darcy the male girl. I'd rather have Elvira there. Yeah, if you have to choose between one rack or the other. Yeah, all things considered, I think Elvira's is real. I don't think so. Those can't be real. I don't maybe know. they are. Yeah, maybe but, they are. Uh, I I know I I know that Darcy is entirely made of plastic. <laughs> seems like a very nice girl though I, she's I, a mold of a yeah. person i follow her on instagram she seems like she's a, a very nice person she has an autistic son that she takes care of uh, did, did some hardcore porn in her day but really uh, yeah yeah uh under um what's wonder diana prince it's wonder world woman's real name but that was yeah she did some hardcore porn under the name diana prince cool and it's uh never knew that yeah i have to check it out it's interesting <laughs> so we want some musical entertainment. I'm inviting two people to help provide musical entertainment along with our greased up sax dude. Okay. I am inviting Guitar Wolf. Okay. With their special guest lead singer, Demon from Friday the 13th, The New Beginning. <laughs> and you know what I want to put in that band too? Randall Keith Randall from Dead and Breakfast. <laughs> yes. That Class is the musical act. Uh, and the kid from Deliverance. Yeah. <laughs> Just a hell of a band. Wow. Yeah. That's it's super a, group. It's a mix. <laughs> it's like the, <laughs> the, the foreigner of horror movie bands. If uh, Annie Brackett's weed isn't good enough, because, you know, it's that 70s weed, you know, may not be that potent. Marty from the cabin in the woods is going to be bringing that fucking hydroponic shit. Or maybe uh, Ice-T from Leprechaun in the Hood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's going to own some asses, too. Or, or the Leprechaun with his magical weed. <laughs> and uh, for you, for you, J.D., I'm inviting Sean from Straight Edge Kegger. Oh, yeah. He's on my honorable mentions as well. Yeah, he'd be fun. Just in case we don't get a big enough group of people coming to the party, we may want to invite some people off the street if they seem cool. And who better to invite some people off the street for this party than Chet Pussy from Dust Till Dawn? (laughs) (laughs) Hell, yeah. Should have made your list, Tom. Put Vincent Price's old ass on there. Chet Pussy, that's my kind of party. (laughs) Pussy, pussy, pussy. (laughs) Come on, pussy lovers, apple pie. We've talked about some people that are going to make this party off the hook and fucking crazy. This one had to go on my honorable mentions because... This is one we'd have to debate whether or not we want this level of crazy at our party. Because if you invite one, you get all of them. Okay. Sex piss. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't need to debate. Sex piss, you're on the list. All of you. Okay. Just be sure to put some tarps down on the floor before we start things up. <laughs> From another Yeti a love story and Yeti a love story. That's it? Yeah. All right, I have a tie here. These could have made the list, but I felt like it was low-hanging fruit, but it's two different roles from the same actor. One, Ash Williams from Evil Dead. I will invite the Army of Darkness Ash more because of the one-liners and stuff. I think that'd be yeah. great. But that's a low-hanging fruit one. And my other one is Elvis from Boba Hota. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, you want Elvis at your party. Yeah. <laughs> and Black JFK. Leslie Vernon. <laughs> Sean from Straight Edge Kegger. Trash from Eternal Living Dead. Corey from Soul Keeper. Yeah, he can party. Funny guy. 
Might steal your shit. But. Speaking of uh, big titty goth GFs, we have Mo from the convent. Yeah. The trickster from Brain Scan. It's <laughs> a cool dude to invite yeah, to your party. Yeah, you he's know? got the mullet and the, the, the earring and the fingernails. One I didn't want to list because I have him on way too many lists and I get annoying for people. But hey, Vern, it's Ernest. <laughs> Ernest, you're invited to my party. Actually, I'm going to be Ernest. We're having our Halloween party on Friday. So I don't know if you guys can make it this Friday. It's mm-hmm. adults only, no kids. I'm going to be earnest again. My earnest costume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my last one, Tom, we need food at our party. It's true. So the Cheddar Goblin from Handy. Hell yeah. Mac and cheese party. <laughs> Mac and cheese parties, throwing it up all over the place. We're all fed. We have a great time. Yeah. Can't just digest candy all night. You some carbs it's true <laughs> you need some cheddar goblin mac and cheese <laughs> hopefully it's ju- it's actual mac and cheese though and it's not what they used in the movie because in the movie in order to get it that particular shade of yellow they soaked it in fago and mac and cheese soaked Ew. in fago sounds fucking disgusting that's the most fucking juggalo thing in the world they, they said that uh it's and juggalos it, themselves are disgusting <laughs> it said it was the most terrible smell that they've ever smelled <laughs> <laughs> those poor little kids yeah now they were into it. All, all of a sudden, they're all whoop whoop. <laughs> <laughs> Poor kids. <laughs> it leaves ruin their hands on their face. That's just juggle them. They're makeup. on FBI lists all the time, yeah. and you know, just ruin their fucking path to the future. <laughs> I've seen it a thousand times, Tom. Yeah. All right, that's our top five Halloween party goers. This is a super fun list, Tom. It was. I think that that party, if we added all of our people together, Jesus Christ, man, the whole city would burn down. Everyone we are not get getting our deposit back on the venue. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> but we're having legendary times. That's Straight for up. sure. So, yeah, listeners, we hope you enjoyed coming to our Halloween party. It's Halloween season. This is the informal postmortem show Halloween special. We've been doing it pretty much all month long, but this is the one that's going to come out. Around Halloween, hopefully on Halloween day or the day before. And, Either uh, the day before, the day of, or the day after. It depends on how the rest of my week goes. <laughs> hopefully not the day after. Yeah. Hopefully you get, get this while you're setting up your haunted house or you're driving your kids in the car. They can listen to this. <laughs> yeah. Let them do that. Dad, what's sex piss? <laughs> is it Why is there so many of them? <laughs> is it true that there are girls without vaginas? Why do I have to put a tarp down? <laughs> Oh, because, you know, son, sex piss is going to fuck sex piss. Yeah, he's going to he's going to finger bang everyone. <laughs> Yay. Is that like head bang? <laughs> yes. 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 Son, Shut up, is. little Johnny. <laughs> Time to go trick or treating. Dad, I saw a girl without a vagina walking by. <laughs> Watch where you step, little Johnny. Watch where you step. <laughs> Hi, Grandpa. <laughs> Oh, hey, little Johnny. You know what we have here? Pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Cats? (laughs) And that's it. And little Johnny has therapy for the rest of his life. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all she wrote. Thank you guys for joining us once again. And as HP Lovecraft once said, if it smells like fish, throw the fucker back. Trick or treat. (laughs) (laughs) i'm wearing this white sheet no i'm not a ghost (laughs) (laughs) is he a clansman (laughs) yes yes he is (laughs) (laughs) three love satan Ah! (laughs) harry palm (laughs) ghost boner 
There's two boys and a dog and a dream. <laughs> red rocket, red rocket. <laughs> the taste. Shimona. Doug Jones. Biff. Doug Jones. Biff. Hey, we're back. As H.P. Lovecraft once said, if it smells like fish, throw the fucker back. Michael. 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 Michael.